0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, February 9th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we'll be talking about Psalm 40, but before we get into that discussion, let us go to God in prayer.
1: Friends, let us pray. O God of peace, you have taught us that in returning to you and in rest, we shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence, we shall find our strength in you. By the might of your spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Amen.
0: Amen. The scripture is Psalm 40. Listen for a word from God. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
1: Brett, just in your initial reading or hearing of this psalm today, what do you feel or what comes to mind
0: I'm um, first feeling, uh, really it comes to the, from those first two lines. I just thought, you know, bull crap, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I waited patiently for the Lord while I was in a desolate pit in miry bog, like, come on, there's no way that, and maybe that's just, well, not maybe it's definitely just me reading myself into it. And I'm like, there's no way I would I patiently, impatiently I for waited the Lord. <laughs> incredibly impatiently for the Lord, um, all that to say, <laughs> it, the rest of the, this poem is so lovely and and it's clearly someone who's come out on the other side. And I think that when we're on the other side uh, where we've witnessed God's deliverance, where we've witnessed our own growth and faith, uh, then I think it is... Uh, it's easier to even look back on the difficult things and, and find joy in them in, in a way because you see where God existed in those right <laughs> now. and and so maybe maybe it's just because you know I'm feeling the desolate pit of COVID and leadership and things like that and and I'm in it right now and so that's why I'm so impatient and you know maybe in a year I'll look back and be like oh you know what God was was carrying me along through that the whole way. But that first line, I was like, waited patiently? Yeah,
1: give me a break. Give me a break. I waited, moaning and complaining the entire time. Uh, That's funny because I I had a different response. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Well, yeah. But here's what I, when I read this, what I felt was I remembered the times when I have been filled with gratitude at the grace of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remembered the times when I felt so close to God. And I totally agree with what you're (laughs) saying about waiting patiently. But when I heard that, what I thought was, to me, that seems like a promise. Hmm. Because I can wait patiently because God is hearing me. I will feel close to God again. Um, So maybe I didn't see it so much as um, an indicator indicator of how I act, but more like a promise <laughs> Yeah, um, that God will, will hear and that I will be back in that place again. Um, I read, or I'm sorry, I listened to something today that was talking about the change in seasons. And as I look out uh, my office window right now, it's like super gray. And someone was like, on the thing that I was listening to said, You know, I think one of the reasons we have seasons is to remember that we go through this gray, cold time and we know that God, the sun will shine again. We will feel God's love again. Um, And that also sometimes our brains have to go through that of Mm -hmm. like that kind of dark We don't have any creativity. We don't, I mean, sometimes I'm just in the place where I I don't have another fresh new idea, but that that's also a time when when we are fallow, it doesn't mean nothing is happening. It means that maybe God's working underneath all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also say that I am of a generation that I read this and I hear the U2 song that this is based on. (laughs) Have you ever heard it? Or that the... Psalm yeah. forty. I waited patiently for the Lord. I, I will I sing sing a new song. I'll, I'll yeah. send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the idea that I don't know. Just just allowed me to remember today. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is my favorite feeling. Mm-hmm. And um and I look forward to having a song of praise to God.
0: Well, so it's like continue with that same um. That same idea of seasons relating to the psalm, you know, at the very end, that you have multiplied your wondrous deeds, and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you were I to proclaim and tell of them. They would be more than can be counted. Uh, You know, how much, you know, spring flowers are always delightful, uh, but how many more numerous do they seem how much brighter do they see when we come out of, uh, this fallow season of, of, of emptiness and darkness. Um, uh, and, and that is, you know, that is the process of life, right? (laughs) Um, that, that we recognize redemption and grace so much, uh, clearer when we recognize our own depths and pitfalls uh, and hold those in tension.
1: You know, what it also reminded me is that I think we live in a culture and in a time where two things are happening. One is that personal testimony um, about faith life in most mainline churches is kind of out of vogue. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We don't do that a whole lot. The other thing is that we are inundated with stories from news, from television shows, from podcasts. I think there's something to be said maybe for me of sitting down and remembering some of the stories of my life when God has been near and clear um and and reminding myself of those in the gray day
0: I think you know um and as you said we're inundated with these with with stories in all aspects of our lives now whether it's a you know a radio show or a Netflix thing and all these stories have been um crafted in a way and mm-hmm. so it feels uh and well most of them have been crafted well a lot of them have not been crafted well but that's <laughs> neither here nor there but it, it can be intimidating to to look at your own story and uh you know and not find it to be um you know complete or full or to have gaps in it and and uh it can be intimidating to tell something that's not uh, perfected in the world right um and it makes me think I've just finished reading East of Eden with uh, a bunch of um, – with a, with a couple friends. And if you look at the structure of the book, like it's way too large of a scope. There's too many extra storylines. There's too many – Uh, It doesn't have a single thread. It's it doesn't have those perfect arcs that we look for in a lot of our literature or our TV shows. You know, what's the arc of the character like it, it doesn't it doesn't hold some it doesn't hold tightly together. Yet, I feel just uh, anyone who reads that book is so entranced by the story, mm-hmm. uh, but just engaging in it uh, and, and letting go kind of some of those expectations. And I think it's the messiness uh, of the scope of the story that leads us to something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that is back to the point of sharing our, our testimony, right, of, of the messiness of is what makes like the messiness in the telling Mm -hmm. thus points to the deeper redemption that happens in it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. The form can reveal that. Let me take us out with a poem called waiting by Noor Naga. This is a practical religion. There's a prayer at dawn beginning when it is light enough outside for a black thread to be distinguishable from a white thread and ending at sunrise there is a prayer at noon beginning with my shadow is the beginning when my shadow is the driest puddle at my feet and ending when my shadow is as long as i am tall there is an afternoon prayer beginning when my shadow is as long as i am tall and ending at sunset There is a prayer at sunset, beginning when the sun sets and ending after dusk. There is a prayer at night, beginning after dusk and ending at dawn. These five are obligatory. An app on my phone alerts me when the time for one has come. There is prayer for rain. There is a prayer for the dead. There is a thanksgiving prayer and a prayer for guidance. There is a prayer for greeting a mosque when one enters. This is a practical religion. There is no prayer for waiting for a married man to ping-ping. This religion is not sentimental. Is not just fuzzy heart feels, a code of law. As you step outside the law, this religion stops talking to you. It is unclear how to proceed.
1: And I am grateful that we too have all of those prayers to connect us. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will come back on Friday. But until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God give you grace not to sell yourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to remember that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth, and too small for anything but love. May God take your minds and think through them. May God take your lips and speak through them. May God take your hands and work through them. May God take your hearts and set them on fire. Amen.
0: Amen.